This is the Weekly Scramble, a place where we chat about life over a cold one or two. It's time to belly up to the pod with Mike Fratelloni and your host, Chris Reavers. That's right. It's time for the Weekly Scramble. My name is Chris Reavers, and by my side, his name is Mike Fratelloni with Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. Hello, Michael. How are you doing, Reavers? I am well. Uh, Joe brought you up, oddly enough, during... Garage Logic today. Really? Well, I, I can't remember the exact context, but it was some. Oh, I remember. Uh, he had mentioned Kenny and Johnny's show, mm-hmm. uh, something about their show. The Krabby Coffee but Shop. But then he was looking at me saying, well, why did you title the show that way? And I said, I, I don't have anything to do with their show. He just oh. thought I would have labeled whatever. Sure. And I said, no, I do the show with Mike. And I said, we have a, we have a, we have a major announcement uh, on the show today. Yeah. And he said, well, what is it? And I said, no, no. the na- major announcement <laughs> comes on our show. Not our on, show. Not we get garage. to pick the major but announcement. Th- is that not Joe in a nutshell? That is, he just Light wanted to break on, the monkey news. monkey hits the button. He goes, yeah. well, what is it? No, no, the, the announcement will come on the weekly scramble. Oh, that's funny. See, that's what we call a tease in we, the business, and Yes, Joe. and we do have a major announcement. So please, we have a lot of stuff we need to get to okay. on this show, but I acquiesce the time and the floor to the major announcement here nice on the words, weekly scramble. Nice words, too, like acquiesce. I, like, I, I feel like we elevated... Our, our vocabulary here sure. with acquiesce. Absolutely. Um, so this is not about the weekly scramble, but it is about Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores. We bought a new store today, February 1st. We bought a store in Waconia, Minnesota. Beautiful city. Yeah, it's Everson's Hardware Hank, the fine Everson's. It's it's Marianne and Ron and Tracy and Deborah, the people who owned and ran the store, uh, decided to retire after only 56 years. Wow. Yeah, Ron is like an 80-year-old guy, super sharp. From the area? There, From the area, yeah, they live people. really close, right? Nice. And been in that market for 56 years running the hardware store, and they have a beautiful store. It's a beautiful hardware store. So, cool. uh, yeah, and they, so they wanted to retire, and they contacted us, me, uh, particularly about uh, 10 months ago. Oh, wow. And it took about 10 months to figure it out. And we finally, com- you know, commenced the whole thing last night. So we finished up, and then the very first thing we do, our guys go in there this morning, and we set off the alarm. We have no idea how to turn the alarm oh, off. No. We had to call Ron on his very first real day of retirement in 56 years and hey, say, Hey, we know you're not working today, but... I'm sorry. I know it's 6.15. Can you please tell us how to shut off the alarm? We had written down the number wrong, so we couldn't get the alarm off. But it worked really, really great. Fantastic group of people that we bought it from, the Eversons. And today, so today was our first day running it, and it was busy. And I was like, holy buckets. Like, Waconia is a busy town. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and it's a cool town. I, I went to downtown to go to lunch, and I stopped at a couple cool restaurants. There's this new place that's going to open called Bodie Gray's that looks really cool. And I didn't know that from their little old downtown, you can see the lake. Oh, yeah. I mean, what a setup. Well, I was going to tell you, so uh, the Waconia Brewing Company, which is on on the hill that overlooks yep. the lake a little yep. bit. Yep, right by Bodie Gray's, exactly. Um, so they they have, I, don't ask me what weekend it is, because I don't remember, but their town festival, mm-hmm. You, I'm telling you right now, take your family there. It's, really? It's so much fun. Uh, when we used to live, we did it once when William was really, really little, when we were still living in Chanhassen, 
And then one time when the boys were younger, when we lived in Carver, mm-hmm. we went there. Their town festival is really, really cool. The more I drive out there, it, although I'm, I'm a little mad at Siri because she's given me different directions to get out there every day. Like when I depends on traffic, it depends on traffic. So I'm yeah. taking all these yeah. back roads, but I had to drive from Waconia to Burnsville yesterday. Oh boy. Last night at like 10 o'clock because we had to do the deal, went out to dinner, and then I had to go pick up my kids. Actually, technically nine o'clock. I needed to be out of there and to pick up my girls at 930. And I'm driving through towns I didn't even know existed. Oh, yeah. And I'm like, let me and, guess, let me guess, let me guess. Can I okay, guess? Yes, Can I yes, guess you wrong? Yep, yep. So you left Oh, oh no, wait, wait. If you think I know any road that I'm on, you're out of luck. No, I knew okay, that one. Okay. I, well, I know my guy. Okay, I, I right, knew you had okay, a yeah. chance, didn't have a chance. So you left Waconia. Mm-hmm. You headed east on Highway 5. Actually, I, w- I think some 284 road. Is that yep, a road? Yep, 284. Yeah, okay. You went through Jordan. Oh, I, I think I'm, yeah, I think it did go you through went, Jordan. You went yep. through Jordan yep. last night. You yep. probably zipped through Prior Lake. I went through this little, does Jordan have a little downtown? Because yeah. was Okay, there was a cute little downtown I went there. I'm like, I've never seen this. And never, but I've been to Jordan, so I thought I would have known that. So 284 and Highway 21 intersect in the heart of downtown Jordan. Okay, Minnesota. so that's, I think, and that was cute, although it was quiet. Everything was oh, shut yeah, down, right? Oh, yeah, it was right? low-key. It, it it's was a Tuesday night. Come yeah, on, it, was, it was quiet and, and low-key. So then you probably zipped through Prior Lake yep. and then a certain part of Lakeville, and then you got to Burnsville. Yeah, what was weird is when I got to Burnsville, Burnsville I knew I was coming from the west, right? I was coming west of Burnsville, <laughs> and I came into Burnsville on the east side of Burnsville. I'm like, huh. the hell am I coming in from the east? It's you like I went swung around. Did I, you go I, by I, McStop? What, no, what were you doing? I had to get to this volleyball place, so I, I, I think you. it took me in kind of a weird way to do it. So let me ask you about said acquisition because I find this kind of stuff mm-hmm. fascinating, and maybe no, nobody else does, but I certainly do. So it's kind of cool. You guys go in, you get, you buy it, you buy a store. Yeah. You literally yep. buy a store. Yep. What's the process like? Do you do you? I mean, obviously, you you retain the people that work there to 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 come in and help you with the transition and everything like that. How does that work? Yeah, you don't always retain the people. You know, sometimes they want to retire, and sometimes oh, sure. they just okay. want they they love. You know, here, and this is going to sound really weird, but the better the store is run the more likely the employees stay with you. I see. Right? Yeah, so sure. if you buy a great store with a great vibe like the Eversons had, all the employees are like, great, let's keep running a great store. If you buy a store where the people feel like you're picking them up because all things are spinning down the toilet, they get disgruntled. And they I get mad, you. right? Okay. They're like, oh, you want to make changes. It's like, well, we want to make changes because... You know, something changes wasn't right. Yeah. yeah, but this store, in the Everson's Waconia, the Hardware Hank in Waconia, um, it's a all we want to do is put a cherry on top of the store. I mean, it's a beautiful store. I mean, when I say beautiful, it's a beautiful, beautiful store. It just got all redone because they made a frontage road there. They did a bunch yep. of stuff on the highway, and it's a great store. We're going to add a garden center. We're going to add steel. We're going to add Weber and Toro and all this stuff. In fact, we're going to about double the amount of stuff that's in the store, like literally over double. So it's going to be busy. I keep. I was warning customers that come in that were super excited, and they had heard about Fratellonis. In fact, many people had heard about this show in Garage Logic. Oh, right? cool. They heard about, yeah, I thought cool. it was really cool. Um, but what was interesting is I, I said to everybody, be prepared to come in next month and say, what have they done? Like, this looks destroyed because we have to turn a couple aisles and things, right? Oh, sure. So it's, we're going to break it and put it back together. And it's like, ooh, please just bear with us just a couple of months. Luckily, February is the slowest month in hardware. You might not know that, but okay. it's the slowest month of the year for hardware. So we have like one and a half solid months of work to do that people don't need a lot of stuff from the hardware store. That makes total yeah. sense. So we're, but it's we're, an exciting time. It That's is cool. a very exciting time. I wish it was a little closer. It's about an hour from my house, right? And I kind of feel what you feel doing this drive, right? Yeah. In fact, I drove there to the studio from there. So you literally had my old commute. Yeah, I had your old commute. <laughs> and it's not that bad. No, it's right? not. Uh-uh. But I don't know if I'd want to do it all day, every day. Twice right? a day, every yeah. day. <laughs> you put some miles on oh, the yeah. car. Yeah. 
Well, yeah. hi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think it, it would go real quick. You're putting on uh, thirty-six thousand miles a year. I have a prediction to make. Yes, and it, I'll, I'll. I'm almost. I almost want to make the prediction without you hearing it, but that would make for a really boring mm-hmm. show. Mm-hmm. You, I, I already know this, but if we let's say we chat at mm, end of summer state fair time. Okay. You and I are sitting and chatting. By that time, because I know you're going to be heavily involved with this transition, yep, yep. and I know you're going to be making a lot of trips, you are going to fall in love with the city of Waconia, and yep. I know exactly why. Okay, I'm going to let you, you can tell me why, but I, I do know that I already really think it's charming. Yeah. Right? And I'm seeing it, at, and I had been in Waconia before, but I would argue that right now Waconia is kind of the ugliest time, right? It's winter. Right? Yeah, There's the, just the nothing. Like, yeah, ugly. nothing's exactly. pretty right now. Exactly. But when I was downtown, and I was like, Wow. Restaurants are cool here. Bars are cool here. The water's cool. Wait until summer. Okay. When it's boat season. Oh yeah, that would be. Just, I know you're yeah. going to be sitting at whether it's you know you and, and your beautiful wife mm-hmm. are going to be sitting there having dinner or maybe a a, a drink on at at uh, the Waconia Brewing Cup, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And you're looking at the lake going, holy crap, this city is awesome. The, yeah, it would be. In fact, because when we just two times the two last two times that my wife and I moved, uh, when we lived. When we were looking and we were still living in Chanhassen, we looked at two different houses in Waconia that we desperately wanted to move to. The problem is it was just it was out of our price range. Yeah, Waconia, I think, is getting pricey. Oh, yeah, 100%. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But had we been able to financially make it work, we would have, we would moved have absolutely yeah. moved there. So I've been driving by. Occasionally, it, um, Siri takes me on Highway 5, so I get to drive past um, Prince's Place. Oh, yeah. Right? And before, you'd say, you remember on 5, and you'd try to describe where it was. I'm like, I have no idea where Prince's Place. <laughs> there, there was never a reason for me to go there. There's always cars parked out front. And I think, what are they doing? there well it never used it didn't used to be that way when he was still alive okay but since uh since he departed this earth um uh, there's been a lot of stuff going on there whether it's because i know now that they're doing tours a lot so they, they can be doing any type you know when it's not reunion that's the wrong word when it's the anniversary sure. of his untimely death that's always a massive weekend at that facility for tours and i think they're doing recording still right so stars yes. are there yeah okay. so in, in a lot of cases too um, bands will rent out his studio just for the recording purposes sure. alone. In fact, sure. there's a great story. Uh, who was telling? Was it Johnny telling the story? This very famous guitar player who happened to be there mm-hmm. um, when Prince was still alive yep. went down to the kitchen to make himself a cup of tea or whatever, yep. and Prince's bodyguard came out and said, "What are you doing here?" And, yep. and he thought, "Oh, well, I, I, we rented out the studio." And he was very nervous because yep. Prince's bodyguard's a big dude, and so sure. no, you need you need to get out of here. Prince is here, oh. and, and he clearly didn't know who this guy was. Okay, so fill me I in. Can't like, remember what, the name, and that's what made the and story. No, but a lot I heard that better. story because you guys talked about it on GL. Yeah. So one thing I'm not understanding is, did Prince live there? Sometime he had. Six different residences. So okay, or but when, when was. he was walking to the kitchen or the commissary is what they called it, the, the guy, the way the yeah. guy told the story. Yep. Um, was he? Was that Prince's kitchen he was in? No, I think there were different parts of the house. Okay, but he had a downtown residence. Sure. This was a. I mean, because I think he had a house in like what Minnetonka too, just yeah, a house and then and, another one in Malibu and okay. whatever. But this piece of property i mean there there's a lot of land associated with that with mm-hmm. that property as well i mean but he bought that back when chanhassen was nothing. was yeah. lester prairie yeah i, I, I don't know. get it it's not a terribly pretty building it's no kind of, no it's, it's kind of weird it's just yeah it's just it looks like a little warehouse in the middle of nowhere so before you get to if you're heading uh eastbound on 5 basically that that development 
that's just before there on yep. your, on the uh, what would be the north side of Highway Five. Okay, that's where I used to live. Oh, really? Okay. So that's how close I was oh, to you Paisley were really Park. Close. Yeah, and I did not see one show there in yeah. the let's see, in the eleven years I lived. Did you not see one sighting of Prince? Did you see? No, well, you, I've told you my Prince story a million times. Oh, I think you have. Yeah, yeah where I was running the Chanhassen Redbirds, and he and his girlfriend rode by on their bike and just said, is there, is there a game tonight? Yeah, isn't that cool? And I said, yeah, uh, seven. I knew it. I tried to play sure. like I didn't know who he was. Yeah. I said, yeah, we play at 7 o'clock. Cool. Cool. And then yeah. he left. And he left. Yeah. So um, I She have... was also very attractive. The woman that he was, was she? with. she? Yeah. Man, how do those, how it is it possible that some star gets it? What, one thing that I don't get, or I need a little help from our listeners. So I live in just south of St. Paul, right? Yep. In, a, in a town called Mendota Heights. I'm just going to go ahead and say it. I live in Mendota Heights. It breaks me that I moved out of St. Paul, but I live in Mendota Heights. Because you are Mr. St. Paul. I lived in St. Paul pretty much all my life. I moved to Mendota Heights, which is literally a crossover. In fact, what's weird is I still postmark my posting Mendota Heights, yet I'm in Dakota County, not not in Ramsey County. My water bill goes to the city of St. Paul. Everything is weird. So I feel like I'm still in St. Paul. But word on the street is that Johnny Knoxville is dating a girl from Mendota Heights. And he's really? frequenting the bars of Mendota like Bogies and Inoni and Lucky 13s. And like he's going to these places. Yet I can't. Are you scoping them out? I, I'm in, trying to find him because I think Johnny Knoxville's kind of a cool guy, okay, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you know much about Johnny Knoxville, well, but he. Come on, I I was born and raised on Jackass. Okay, in college. so you know his big claim to fame, if you're not familiar with him, is he put on a bulletproof vest and he shot himself with a gun in his chest, for for kind of like a video. Sp- thing to like show the world and he just videotaped it right and no one had done something i mean obviously someone had done that but very few people just no moron adult guy had done that right (laughs) right and you know he's done many many other things but another thing that i thought was kind of interesting is he he was really into wearing a mask right he'd wear a, a a mask to cover his eyes and then he'd stand there and light a cigarette as they released a bull in this in the bullpen right yep and so this bull gourds him is that the word I'm talking about? Yes, right? yes. And he hits him in the genitalia. <laughs> and he rips his urethra. And Johnny Knoxville has to self-catheter, put a catheter in every time he pees for the next three years. Oh. For that one little stunt, he has to self-catheter himself for three years every time he wants to pee. Oh. Reavers. I know. Reavers. No. I mean, first of all, congratulations. That's what you get. Right. If you're willing to blindfold yourself and let a bull just run into you because you want to do a stunt, God bless you. Right. But just think, what kind of guy are you? Like, okay, I got to pee. Hold on. And, you know, because I'm not, I can't I'm do not, that. I'm not doing that. It's not going to work no, for me. I'm not doing that. It's not going to work. Yeah. I just, so those are my things that I respect about Johnny Knoxville. And I'd like to meet him. I'd like to have, uh, well, I'm not pretending to have a drink with him, but I'd like to see him around and say, hey, that would totally be your thing. I do one of these. Like, yeah. hey, sup? Yeah. And I might not even do that. I might just, as he walks by, you can't, you can't hear this on the radio, but I'm just nodding my head up just a little bit. Not a lot. Giving it the just sup. A, yeah. Sup. Just a, yeah. But with not even saying a word. No. Right? Uh-uh. Yeah. Because that would be cool. So you and I have chronicled many topics on this show mm-hmm. over the vast, what, uh, however many years Almost we've been 10 doing years. This. Yeah. So it was announced. Mm-hmm. Well, he this morning. Self-announced. Well, I believe technically, was it late yesterday or was it actually this morning? That, okay. That it was, whatever. It sure. doesn't matter. But- Tom Brady has officially decided to call it a career. Yes. Full retirement. And here's how here's how wide of a net 
someone like Tom Brady is able to cast. Okay, because I think it's 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 a human interest story, mm-hmm. just because of the fact that he's you know a, a mega star, all over the a worldwide mega star, mm-hmm. married to or was married to a worldwide mega star. So he was living the Hollywood fairy tale life. Yeah, beautiful wife, beautiful family. In fact, they were running the thirty for thirty. That he did with Charles Woodson. Those two played at Michigan together mm-hmm. as college teammates and were involved in one of the most famous plays that launched, helped launch Tom Brady's career, the uh, the Tuck Rule, mm-hmm. remember, in 2002, where everyone thought it was a fumble, and it, it was a fumble, yeah. and it was ruled an incomplete pass. They go sure. on to win, so on, so on. Okay, anyway. So he announces he's going to retire, and he put, posts it on Instagram, which is so 2023. Even more 2023 than that is the fact that it was made into a news story, and this is from, uh, I got it from MSN.com, but it was outsourced from a different publication. It was a news story that Giselle, his ex-wife, yep. made a comment on the video. Oh, she did. That, okay. tur- that itself turned so into- So she commented on, on his Instagram post. Correct. Was it something like, congratulations, Tom? Or was it- now you can pay me that back, alimony. What do you, you think me? it was? It was. Um, it's been an incredible career. I'm so excited for you. I look forward to seeing how you succeed in the rest of your life. You are spot on. Really? Okay. Uh, the exact comment was, "quote Wishing you only wonderful things in this new chapter of your life," along with a prayer emoji. Oh, so is the wait? Okay, so the prayer emoji. Now I'm wondering, like, I'm wishing you, and then she's like saying. You're having such a tough time. I'm praying for no, you. No, no, no. I, I, oh, I don't like that. I read She's into being it. nasty. No, I read into She's it. She's a nasty woman. I read into <laughs> it as she is wishing him nothing but the best. See what I just did to you, Reverse? I know. I did what every woman does to me. When I'll say, boy, do you look great in that pantsuit? And they say, what, do I look ugly in dresses? What is wrong? Why? What's wrong with me? I'm like, right. oh, my God, I just said you look great in pantsuits. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know. I've never had a person wear a pantsuit. Could this so I don't be? Know. The rekind- re- rekindling? No, no yeah. the rekindling of Tom and Giselle. Could it be? Yeah. But I also thought, so it was funny, uh, Rookie and I were talking about this before we started to do the show today, before we started to do Garage Logic today. And I thought, I wonder at what point Tom realized that he was on a really lousy team that had zero chance mm-hmm, to win mm-hmm, the Super mm-hmm. Bowl. Yeah, they made the playoffs, but sure. th- they were in a really bad division. They, they won with, I think they were. One game over or one game under five. I think they were. Yeah, yeah. They were. Yeah. They were not good. Sure, they were a yeah. bad team. I wonder at what point, whether it was week eight, week four, and he just went, "What did I just do? Yeah, yeah. This just cost me everything." Yep. You know, yeah, and then he was yeah. involved with the the Bitcoin the scandal, FTX thing, the FTX yeah, thing. Yeah. And granted, he does have a very lucrative television job waiting mm. for him once his playing yeah, career is over. Hurting. He's not hurting. No, no, but I'm just saying, so it's, it's not like he doesn't have anything to look forward to. Let me ask you something. Oh, please. Who's the most pissed? I, that's all I'm going to say. That's the only question. Who is In that the, scenario? Yeah, who's mad now because Tom did this? Think it out. Do, 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 well, do, Tom? Do. No. Oh. Anybody playing in the Super Bowl... Because Tom, before the Super Bowl, oh. he announced his retirement. You sure. know why? Because they think he's going to be on Fox for the Super Bowl. True. And he's going to be the oh, story. I know who's the most pissed. Who? 
Greg Olson. Greg Olson, who's the who goes current, to number two, who's, right? Who's the current Fox, you know, color commentator yep. for the for the A team? But I think he kind of knows going into this that he's second fiddle. Right, he's Greg Olson. Right, he's not Tom Brady. But it, I mean, all Super Bowl talk has turned to Tom Brady talk. I, you know what though, I don't necessarily agree with that because the Super Bowl itself is still going to be its own storyline. It is, but if Tom is doing color. For the first Which I don't time think ever. he will, by the way. But I don't think they, he will. I, I thought I heard he was going to do something for oh, the Super Bowl. I, okay, that part I, I didn't might, know. That might be okay. errant information. But they said, you know, 1.8 million people are going to watch this. What a great way to kick off your career where you don't really, I don't think he's going to do color, right? Because I don't know if he actually has that skill yet. But even if he just sits in and makes some comments, that changes the dynamics of of Fox Sports well, dramatically. I, I guess, you know, because Lord knows we don't have nearly enough pre and post game Super Bowl coverage. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So maybe then that's what we're just going to have to do instead of start, you know, because the game typically starts at five o'clock. Then what we're going to have to do is start pre game at four o'clock on Friday. Yes. And couple we're going to yeah, we're gonna have to get ahead of this storm. Yeah. Because I think he's going to be good, don't you? Yes, because he's so competitive about every aspect of his professional working life that he will outwork everybody to be the best color commentator that yeah. he can possibly be. He's never going to beat Romo. Well, and you know what, though? Romo's did I, unbelievable. Did I share this? Well, it was on Monday Night Sports Talk. I'm so over him. Really? Yes. I thought at first, and again, this is me giving commentary on someone's broadcasting career, and I have no business doing that. I just, I, I'm, I'm very aware You've of that. You've been doing it for 25 years, and I have no and business doing this. The pinnacle is the weekly scramble. Right, is I get to, I get to sit here for an hour each week with you. Yeah, but I guess here's why I'm over Romo. I think at first the concept of him being in the booth was was really novel. Mm. I think it was it was cool. It was the fact that he was just playing last year, yep. and now he's in the yep. booth, and he knows. All the coaches associated with the game. He knows all, most of the players associated with the game. He knows route concepts. He knows yeah. schemes. He knows exact because that's what he's been doing for the last however many years playing is mm-hmm. preparing to play the Philadelphia Eagles yep. and yep. the Kansas City Chiefs. He knows every playbook they have. Every, and, and yep. so when he's doing a game, he could say, well, here's what they're probably going to run in this mm-hmm. given situation. Yep. And it went from that where now he's further removed from being involved in the game. And it's almost like he is the little kid in the booth that can't settle down. Oh, because I, at the yeah. end of the, did you watch the game on Sunday? The the, the ending of the Chiefs and Bengals. Yes. Yep. I just thought Tony, stop talking because yeah. it was it was way too much. And I've always said I and this is just a personal. I I've always been a bigger fan of, and maybe this goes back to my love of baseball broadcasters on the radio mm-hmm. let the moment breathe yeah, yeah. when you're broadcasting yeah. i get that it's different than you know when you're doing a podcast you have to always be talking sure. because if there's silence that doesn't do the listener any good yeah. but in but in a setting like baseball or football for instance when you when a guy's kicking a game winning field goal to send a team to the super bowl there isn't really much that needs to be sure. said. Everyone yeah. gets what's going on. Yeah, Everyone realizes to to that. there was a massive penalty that mm-hmm. this poor kid cost his team. <sighs> Everyone gets that. So let the visual of this kid sitting on the bench crying speak for mm-hmm. itself. Yeah. Let the 40-yard the kick in the frigid weather 
at the end of the game speak for itself. Nothing really needs to be added, Tony. So when you're not broadcasting, you're sitting on your couch. I'm going to get so much mail about no, what I, I just think said. That, I, think you're, I, sorry, I see where you're ahead, going, though. Go that makes a lot of sense. The way you're putting it makes a lot of sense because I, I think it was a very <laughs> big moment. When you're watching that kid sit on the bench crying. Oh, man. What would you do as a coach, out of curiosity? Because you've coached some, obviously not anything near that. What would you do as? That's the beauty of really good coaches is their ability to know each and every individual player. Mm -hmm. So, for instance, some, you know, need a kick in the rear end to get going. Some Mm -hmm. need to be yelled at to motivate. But there are some where, oof, i got to leave them be. But in 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 a... what I did like was in the locker room. He had a teammate that was next to him saying, "Hey, this is this is my brother." Like mm-hmm. you know, yeah, it it, I did, it wasn't ideal mm-hmm. that he caused that penalty, yes. but but he's still our, our our teammate. So I don't know, man. I I I don't know anything about the guy. I don't know sure. anything about you know what his history was, what type of. But when you watch it back, what, what, okay. it wasn't that much of a penalty. As an I I still th- I still. Can't believe they threw the flag yes, in that situation because yeah. it, it was it was you know Mahomes went down on his own he didn't go down because the guy pushed him but it there kinda, was some yeah. theatrics and to yeah. his credit selling it yeah a yep. little bit more because yep. he knew that well this is a great shot for us to get a free fifteen yards. unbelievable so I don't know to, to to answer your question I don't know because mm-hmm. each you know that coach is going to know his player but I'll, I will say this I don't know what possibly you could go up to that kid and say. That's going to make him feel better because, in in my opinion, nothing is going to make him feel better. If I was a quarterback, spot. right, for that team, what's his name? Remind me, of Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. I would walk up to him and say, "Thank you. You owe me four hundred million bucks." <laughs> right? Uh, Thank you. I never want to see your face again. Oh, that's just that's I, just I, mean. I, it, yes. Because he is a moron. He costs their team by just complete stupidity and negligence and arrogance right. a trip to the freaking Super Bowl that right. these guys work every single but, minute of their lives to get to. And one moron does something so moronic, I mean so unbelievably moronic, that it costs all those 52 guys plus the 52 on the practice squad plus every coach plus the owners of the team a trip well, potential trip to the freaking Super it's Bowl. It's unfortunate that that play did decide it at that moment. Mm-hmm. But the Bengals had a number of opportunities to win the game. Yes, and they wouldn't have necessarily won the game anyways. Right. But it could have ended in a tie. My thing is, you just can't make that mistake right. because it's just too big. As a human, <laughs> I would have put my arm around him and I would have said something like, "You'll get over this." Right. And then I would have personally never gotten over it on his behalf <laughs> ever. I'm I'm just. I feel like he's obliterated. Like his he's oh, gone. Yeah. Right? I mean what he cost I remember when I told you that I, I interviewed Mike Morris about the super, about his career. Okay. And how he said his career was a complete oh, and utter we failure. The, uh, we were at the draft simulator yeah, yep, place. Yep, yeah. yep. And and he said his career was a just a complete and utter failure because he was successful at his position, but he never won the Super Bowl and that was the only thing, only thing that he was there to do. Right? Mm-hmm. They didn't at the, at the first game of the year. They weren't saying, "Hey, let's see if we can have a eight and eight record this year." They <laughs> right. said, "Let's see if we Those can go in the Super Bowl." Right? right? Yeah. And and he was and now that kid by just something so flagrant and so stupid cost them a chance to go to the Super Bowl. I mean, if you were the owners 
of that team, yeah. and that guy did that. How would you ever? And someone, and he, his agent said, "Hey, my guy needs another two million bucks this year." You'd say, "Yeah, yeah, he does." Yeah. Watch, right. he just cost us five hundred million bucks, a billion dollars. What does it cost a team to win if they win a Super Bowl? What does oh, it make a team? Oh, it's extremely lucrative. Oh, it's got to be hundreds of millions. Yeah, it's, of dollars. It's, it's ex- from yeah. an ownership standpoint alone. I mean, you're talking about merchandise sales. You're talking about all sorts of different revenue streams I mean, that that that. Exists simply because of your team's success. Oh, yeah. no, I mean, no look question. at what look at what the the skunk rat team of the New Orleans Saints. <laughs> how long they lived on who who dat? Right, and and how people actually paid attention to that skunk rat team for years. At least you've let it go. I don't like that team. I know me either. Yeah. So I got a great email. All right. Even though their campaign is done with with us here in the weekly scramble mm-hmm. garage logic, I have to share this email because okay, I love it. Uh, this is from Mike. And subject line, slush buster. All right. So even though we have a new store, I'm going to guess that at the Waconia, Fratelloni's they Hardware, slush buster they're yet. not going to have a yes, slush buster yes. there. And yeah, okay. the only reason their campaign is done is because we're winding down out of winter. Yeah, it's fab. So yeah, they don't. They can't sell slush busters in, in summer. I love this, though. Uh, subject line, slush buster. Hey, Reeves. Hey, Mike. Love the show. My wife is a low-maintenance type of gal. She is so fiscally conservative that she would make Ronald Reagan blush. She would dutifully get out of the car in front of our house and kick the slush off of her vehicle. So, I got her a slush buster for Christmas. Nice. Guess what she said? She said it was the best Christmas gift she ever received. Wow. Ever is a big, big that word That is a there. big word. He also says Greg Joseph's job is now safe. Maybe not Brett Maher, the kicker for the Cowboys. Yep. I missed four yep. extra points. That's a great email. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate that. Um, but, boy. I can't say that if I got my wife a slush buster, she would respond with, that's the greatest gift I've ever received. No, I can't think of anything that I could even get my wife that would make her happy. <laughs> but I can promise you, it's not going to be a slush buster. Gotcha. <laughs> um, so I have to share a, a tweet that I saw because the only reason I retweeted this. Hold on. My wife is a beautiful, sweet woman. Oh, yeah. You're going to get in trouble. And she is super gracious when I give her a gift. She's happy all the time. I'm just saying she's got a lot of stuff, and she doesn't want for anything because I provide everything that she could possibly want. Right. In the, Including in the love. and Bedroom, love, love all, every facet. I told you that time when I, I came home. Let me just real quick yeah, digress. Yeah, please. No, go right ahead. And, and, and she was laying in the pool, and she was laying on top of a sloth blow up you know a sloth like a the animal we had a blow up thing and she's laying on top mm-hmm. and it was like two o'clock in the afternoon and her eyes she didn't have cucumbers over her eyelids but it was like so relaxed sure. she, i think she might have had a glass of wine and she was reading her book and i just went up to her and i, I said are you content like is there is there anything what else you I need do have you? i done everything as a man that i could do to make you happy and she was mad at me she's like what do you mean? Like I can be? Do- she thought I was calling her lazy, and I, and I was doing just the opposite. I was just saying I, I was fulfill. so proud. Yes. Like what more can I do? I hope you feel good because if this doesn't make you feel good, you ain't ever gonna feel good. This right. is this is the pinnacle of feeling good in Minnesota. Right. And it was so funny that that um, great gal, wonderful woman. Right. Right. Okay. Good for you. Okay. Good. Good for you. She hates me. God. Gotcha. And I get it. <laughs> I understand why she hates me. So I retweeted this uh, only because I wanted to remember to bring it up mm-hmm. in your presence. Okay. You ready? Yes. This is from Congressman Dan Crenshaw from yep. Texas. I know yep. you're the familiar. pirate. You're the pirate. You're yep. very familiar yep. with Dan Crenshaw. He likes to point out some hypocrisy on the left, mm-hmm. which I love personally. Yeah, it's always fun. And um, he tweeted this out yesterday. Mm-hmm. And he says the following. Bernie Sanders. We're all, we all remember Bernie yeah, Sanders. Yeah, feel the burn. Yes. 
Bernie Sanders is selling tickets to his book tour. It's okay to be angry about capitalism. <laughs> okay. He's selling those on Ticketmaster. Oh, nice. That's the, yeah, that is the, is yeah, that, yeah, that he doesn't find some other way, <laughs> right? Because you think Bernie would be the guy trying to shut down Ticketmaster. Ticketmaster is going to get shut down here anyways. Oh, right, right, Because right. they, they got stupid greedy, right? But I didn't real. there's so much to unpack yeah, here. Yeah. First of all, Bernie Sanders has a book titled, It's Okay to Be Angry About Capitalism. Mm-hmm. Well, um, Mr. Sanders, yeah. you're attempting to sell the book. Yeah, give it away. Right? If or, you're angry about capitalism. So, yeah. I don't know, what, what would that, what, is it rubric? What would that fall under, mm-hmm. then, if you're... Complete hypocrisy. Oh, my God. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and the thing, you watch, this. he's going to make so much money. Well, didn't he say, like, you too could be a billionaire or a millionaire if you write a book like me? It's like, yeah, that's how capitalism works, right. Bernie. Welcome. You write a good book and people like it. And then, like, even though, remember when he sat in the back, um, he was at some speech and he was sitting by himself and he had these mittens on. Yes. And those mittens became, like, a huge hit, this They were maker. mittens that were made from a school teacher when he was young or something? Something like Can't that. Remember. But some, but I think they became a big hit because of those mittens. Oh. It is amazing how much power that people who fight capitalism yep. have with capitalism, right? And what, what that the, the country gets this huge benefit from capitalism. And I'm not saying everything is perfect here, but it sure beats Uganda. Where they don't have capitalism. They don't have that there. They don't. Actually, I don't technically know what they have in Uganda, but they had Idi Amin, which he was not great for, for the country. I'm going to promise you that. I, I just love because, you know, we, we subjects like this come up often on, on Garage Logic. That's the show, the other show that, mm-hmm. that I'm a part of. And um, what I love is, you know, oftentimes Joe will bring up circumstances of hypocrisy just like that. Yes. And he'll say, well, he can, I'm more convinced that people like, whether it's Bernie or Al Gore, whoever, mm-hmm. they don't truly believe 90% of the nonsense that they spew daily. I truly believe that. I think that they realize, oh, wait, I can make a lot of money spewing this nonsense to people that are going to believe it. I think there's a term called cognitive dissidence where you lie to yourself enough. Perfect. Right? And that you just think fact in your you have mind. to like, El Gore has to believe it. Otherwise, his jet goes away. Yeah. Right? He doesn't understand the hypocrisy of having a jet. Yep. It, that that just doesn't work. But he is like the the John Kerry's of the world, where it's more important for him to get around. Which I almost appreciate John Kerry saying that. If John Kerry was doing good, he's right. It is kind of more important that he gets around, right? Yes. That he takes a jet. Not to mention that if he'd say, "Hey, my every time you squeeze a ketchup packet at from McDonald's, I get seven cents from that." Right. Um. I it's okay. I can have a jet. We're the Heinz family. Right, that's what his wife is. Carbon credits. We're going to pay it forward. Yeah, we're going to pay we're it forward. But so what? Well, we have this. billions of dollars worth of ketchup money. If we want a jet, don't take it away from me. It's none of your business if I had one. But he doesn't say that. He likes to say, "Hey, I'm important." It's like, well, you can still be important. Two, two things can be true at once. Yes, you can be important, and you can say, "Hey, I'm going to buy some carbon credits. I'm going to take my jet if I want to." The I, the jet is not given to me from the government. Right. The jet is given to me from the Heinz ketchup family. And everyone should just get a license or a jet. <laughs> Give it to everybody. Are you just trying to fish hook me? I, uh, I kind of was. Yeah. I, kinda I think was. they should. I think everybody should get a license. Why not? No, I, I'm, I'm being serious. I think if we allow, let me, hear me out. Sure. If we openly allow people to immigrate here, legally or illegally, if we know they're here, we can't pretend they're not. And why make people more dangerous? Fair. It's safer to have them have a license, to get a license, to process through the Fair thing. Enough. If they're going to be here. And I think Reagan did that back in, what was it, 80 when he had the amnesty? 80s, 90s, early 90s, mid-80s. It was probably mid-80s. Obviously, it had to be mid-80s because that's when he was president. But he said, hey, we've allowed you to be here. 
We had with our policies, we've allowed you to be here. We weren't hunting you down and moving you to the other side of the border. And because we allowed you to establish yourself here and have a family here, it would be really poor of us to just take you and I'll take you out. If, if, but if starting today, if our policy was truly today, no more immigration, then everybody past today doesn't have the, I've been here for a while. Right. You've let me go to school here for no, 11 years. No, it's Feb 1. Sorry. It's, yeah, it's, <laughs> Feb, sorry, we locked it up, and now anybody who comes afterward has got to go away. It's very tough. It's a really nuanced thing, it. and I don't want everybody to I, vote if you're not. I, I did only say that just to get yeah, you going. You got, sorry, you got I, me probably, going. I probably shouldn't have done that. Thank you. Um, all right, so one thing that I, I, I that you, you were saying something earlier that reminded me, and yesterday on our way to, to school, I was trying to, because exp- it was, we had a rough stretch of pretty cold mornings, right? Do you even notice? I kind of do, okay. only because as I'm getting older, the snow doesn't even really bother me. Sure. I mean, yeah, it can make your commute longer, but mm. the, well, okay, sure. It's just that bitter. Once, once, once it gets to ten plus below zero, sure. that's when I'm thinking, huh? I, I don't even notice. You don't? No. Okay. Anyway, but no. we, so I was trying to explain to my two sons. That, you know, living here, because I said, hey, I had to do this with mom because, you know, uh, Jessica has been here since 1998 is mm-hmm. when she moved to the state of Minnesota. And so I had to explain her way back when. And now my kids, it's winter is all about being, it's a mind game, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Y- you go, okay, I can get to Thanksgiving. It's because I love fall. Fall is yep. my favorite season of the year. I can get to Thanksgiving. That's not a problem at all. In fact, I love the fall weather more than I love summer weather. I know you're going to look at me weird, but I do. No, I get it. I absolutely fall love Fall is it. beautiful. So then once you get to Thanksgiving, basically it's December 1st through the end of the year. And like, okay, it's the holidays. Holidays. No problem. We'll get through the it's holidays. It's going to be fun. It's going to be festive. You get to see family. You get to stuff your fat face. It's going to be fantastic. Mm-hmm. I said the tough stretch is Jan one to Feb one. Mm-hmm. That's one. It's a tough month. You got it's it's a long month mm-hmm. and it's a cold month. Yep. I said so. Once you get to February, it's the shortest month of the year. Mm-hmm. The usually the average temperature uh, starts to go back up. The, the days, days are start getting, getting longer. longer. Yeah. I said so. Once you get to Feb, you just got to make sure. Okay, just as long as I can get to March, and then I said then you get to March and it's on because mm-hmm. then it's springtime. Yeah. Yeah, but Dad, it can still. It doesn't matter. When it snows in March, it's not going to be around yeah, for that long. Yeah, you barely have to shovel it. Right. I and what, it's going to what they don't quite get yet, because they're a little too young, yeah. but about March 27th, Saturday, 64 degrees, and you're walking down at, on campus, and you see a girl wearing a sundress, <laughs> and you look, and you, you're like, I can see her legs <laughs> and her arms. It's like they all come out of the shell. It's like a rebirth in spring. Yep. And Everyone's I just, got the pasty white skin. Yeah, from but the it's sun. just, you're just like, oh my God, I get it. Yep. I get life again. I'm a big believer of the 21sters. So if you listen to Garage Logic, they yep. have this thing called the 21sters. And they, they look at December 21st as the first day of spring. Right, mm-hmm. because that's the date. Is that the winter equinox? No, winter solstice. Winter summer solstice. solstice. Yep. Winter so, summer solstice. Well, winter. to the normal people, it's winter solstice. So, okay. Yes. So what it is is the days start to get a little bit longer, but then what sucks is you forget is the days start to get longer, yet a little less longer <laughs> every day in a couple months. Right? right. Right. So in three months after December twenty first, the days are still getting longer, but instead of longer by four minutes a day, it's longer by three minutes and fifty seconds a day. Yes. But we get if you get that mindset and you become a 21st, 
Here's a, it's just a cold spring. Yeah. We're just, it's just, we're just getting through it. Yeah. And then March will come along, and you'll see someone in a sundress, and you'll say, "I'm alive! Right? I'm alive! I'm gonna we're, go to a baseball game." Yeah, I, we all. Yeah, just think of that. Remember going to a baseball game on the first, not April third, where it's. 41 degrees and you're all freezing. Yeah. The first one where there's sun and you don't even watch the game at all and you had four beers and two I hot dogs. I always remember the very first home game, regular season home game at Target Field. Mm-hmm. It was April, was it 11th or 12th? April 12th. So it was mid, early to yeah. mid-April. It could be real cold. But it was a 75 uh. degree bluebird day. And this was back when we were on the radio and we had the twins' rights back then. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm not kidding you. It was because no, nobody had to be here because yeah. the twins were on the radio. So we had someone else run the. Sure. And all of us went down to the plaza. A lot of us went to the game. And I'll never forget going, oh, yeah, this is why we live this here. This is why we And live it was here. spectacular. People ask me. So I had some people in town because we did this purchase, right? So people from yeah. our corporation, right, sure. came came in town to help with the, the closing. And they kind of looked at me, and they don't—they're not insulting enough to say, "Why do you live here?" Right? right? They live in Memphis, and Memphis is getting killed with a ice storm right now. But they, among they, other things, among, yeah, maybe "killed" is not the term I should use. Um, and they—they kind of look at me like, "What are you doing here?" But the difference between the sadness and joy is so great; it feels so unbelievable. If you live in San Diego and it's seventy-four tomorrow, right. you don't notice it. But that first seventy-four, oh, that first garage door opener, right when it hits seventy, get on to France. I got to get charcoal. I mean, you it's yes. on, yes. it's on. And what's cool about it is it might be seventy-four, and you might still have a pile of snow in your driveway yep. that hasn't melted yet. It doesn't matter. You are now in spring. I haven't told you, but. Um I'm bringing back charcoal. Really? I'm bringing it back. Are you okay? So you, I, you remember I, I I bought my charcoal grill from your Eden Prairie store, mm-hmm. and I I remember I was doing some cleaning up in the garage a couple of weeks ago, and I thought, you know what? I'm taking this out. I, th- I'm bringing charcoal grilling back. Is, that's not the one you dropped off at the 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 stadium that you were going to use for the boys and then never did. And you're like, wait, there's that grill that I dropped off. Yes, yeah, it's okay. That that's it's 100% okay. that okay, one. Yes. And I'm bringing it back. Okay. I, I'm bringing back char because the smell is better. It smells better. Yeah. And I, I'm, so I'm, I, I'm here to proclaim I'm bringing back charcoal. Oh, that's good for you. They, yeah. Weber has a new line because it's their 75th anniversary this year. Oh, happy anniversary, Which seems anniversary, like they've been Weber. around for longer than that. But 75 years, and they came out with some of the colors that were originally grill colors. And one of them is this really light yellow. Oh. And I thought, who the hell wants... I don't care that it's your 75th anniversary. It's like they look like Easter eggs. Will it will it sell simply because they're going to label it our original no. Weber grill? No. What guy <laughs> wants a yellow? I Yellow's don't. not my favorite color. I, I don't. don't. It washes me out. I don't look great. Yeah, I'm, not I'm, a, just I'm, gonna say. I'm not a fan. And I just thought, Weber, come on now. Okay. So we, we brought some in, right? If people want a yellow grill, we surely have them for you. And there's like a baby blue yellow. It just looks like Easter eggs. Huh. And and Weber's done like some of the finest grill making in the world, right? They they own that grilling, absolutely. You know, and, yeah. and they come up with the coolest. They're stuff. the OGs. Yeah. So and I'm like, ah, I could see coming out with the design, but not necessarily that color, right? But I could see a market for this is the original, but not if it's going to be school bus yellow. No, thank you. Well, I guess there's some fairly large organizations. In fact, Minnesota has one where people like will redo old, old, old Weber grills. Oh, cool. And you know, bring them back to their glory. 
yeah. and then go to someone's house, bring their grills, and they all like share their food on the grills that they make of these vintage grills. Oh, cool. A guy was telling me about that up at Ben Distillery for one of our grilling events up there. Um, you know, for the rib fest, thing, yes, that, the yes. rib tasting contest. And he told me all about it. And he said, you should come to one of the meetings. And I said, I'm so glad you're passionate about that. But I'm not coming. Zero <laughs> chance. Chance of me. I don't I don't cook at home. I'm not going to go do it in a guy's driveway. Right. I mean, but it sounds really, I'll, I'll maybe drive by and give you the old thumbs up Way out the go. window. Like, I'm proud of you. Well, I'm proud of you. Thank you, Reavers. You're the best. Congratulations on the new store. Thank you. Uh, please do us a favor and rate and review the show wherever you happen to be listening to the Weekly Scramble. We would certainly appreciate that. His name is Mike Frenelotti. My name is Chris Reavers. We'll talk to you again next week. Until then, cheers.